Wonderful. Well, this morning my title is You're Not Just a Body Part, but You're a Part of a Body. You're not just a body part, you're a part of a body. Now I'm going to be speaking this morning from 1 Corinthians in chapter 12. Uh, over the last seven weeks, we've covered the beginning part of chapter 12, which is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And now Paul goes into talking about the fact that we are parts of the body of Christ and how important it is that we are connected in the body and how important it is that we function in our in our different roles and in our different capacities because it, it encourages the rest of the body to grow and, uh, and it's God's plan for our lives. But before I get into that, I'd like to uh, read a verse from Romans chapter 12 and verse 3. And it says this in Romans 12 verse 3, it says, God's will for you is good, it is pleasing, and it is perfect. See, when you first become a Christian and you begin to walk with the Lord Jesus, you discover that God's will is good. And then after a while of walking with the Lord and serving the Lord, you discover that God's will is not just good, it's actually pleasing. But it's only as you grow and as you mature as a Christian that you will find that God's will is pleasing for your life. And then the final stage is that you'll discover that God's will is not just good, it's not just pleasing, but it's actually perfect, and there's nothing else you would rather do than do the will of God for your life. Now, this isn't something that's apparent to us at first. See, when we, when we first become a Christian, if you're any, anyone like me, you didn't always agree with God in the beginning. And I certainly, when I first became a Christian, I didn't agree with God. There were many things that I disagreed with God on. And I would look at the Bible and I would disagree on a number of things. I disagreed with God on tithing. I disagreed with God on disciplining children. I disagreed with God on speaking in tongues. I had my own ideas. I questioned speaking in tongues. I disagreed with God on the roles in a marriage. Many other things. I could go through a list of things where when I read things in the Bible, I was like, no, nope, I disagree with that. And if I'm brutally honest back then, uh, I couldn't say that God's will was perfect. I saw God's will as good, but because I disagreed with God, I kind of went, well, those things are good. Yes, okay, I agree that they're good, but I have a difference of opinion and I'm going to do my own thing. And you see, you can do that. You can see God's will as good, but not do it. But you can't see God's will as pleasing until you come to the place of laying down your own will. Because you'll never be happy doing something that you disagree with. And so in order for us to go from seeing God's will as good to seeing God's will as pleasing, we've got to come to a place where we start surrendering our lives where we start laying things down in our life, and then we will discover, and only then will we discover that God's will is actually pleasing. And then if we continue to walk in surrender and humility, we will come to the place where we realize God's will is actually perfect. 
and we realize, hey, I would have made a big mistake if I'd have done my own thing, gone in my own direction, disagreed with the Lord, and thought, well, I'm just going to do my own thing anyway. We would have never found that God's will is actually perfect for our life. See, the verses in Romans chapter 12, uh, just before verse 3, actually show us this. They tell us to present our body as a living sacrifice. This is your acceptable act of worship. God wants us to come to him to present our whole body as a living sacrifice, to lay everything down before the Lord. And, and then it says after that, he will renew our minds. We've got to let God renew our minds and only then will we discover that God's will is good, pleasing and perfect. It's only once we've come to God and we've laid ourselves down as a living sacrifice, only once we've allowed God to change our thinking that we will ever discover that God's will is actually pleasing and it is perfect. Otherwise we can see it as good but we'll walk our own path. We'll walk in disagreement with the Lord. And to be honest with you, I actually thought as a young believer I had every right to disagree with the Bible. I thought, well, yep, as long as I don't kind of speak badly about God's will, I've got every right to do my own thing. I've got the right to do my to to give whatever kind of money I want to the Lord or give no money if I want. I've got the right to raise my children the way I think best. I've got the right to redefine the roles of marriage if I want to. I've got the right to to uh, embrace what the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit or to reject them. It's totally my, my right to do that. But now I've discovered, hey, if I want to call Jesus more than just Savior in my life, if I want to really call him Lord, well, then I've got to surrender my rights. I've got to lay all of them down and say, Jesus, if you are Lord, then it's not my will be done but let your will be done. And I've, I'm the one that's got to change. I'm the one that's got to adapt. I'm the one that's got to allow God to renew my thinking. And so when we read the, I want to read these verses out of Romans chapter 12. I'm going to read the first five verses. But you're going to notice that there, there's some steps that take place. First of all, obviously it's written to Christians. So the very first thing is we've got to be born again. The letter of Romans is not written to unbelievers, it's written to believers. So that's the very first thing. But then once we are born again, then Romans 12 says, present your bodies. And so we're to come to God to bring him everything that we are, not just present some individual part of us. He wants our whole body, all of who we are, our whole life, bring that to the Lord, Present it to the Lord as a living sacrifice. And then let God renew your mind. And then fourthly, find your place in the body of Christ. And that's really what I want to talk about this morning. We're not just a body part. We're a part of a body that needs to be placed in a body. We will only find our significance and our meaning and our purpose in life in the body of Christ, not outside the body of Christ. You know, if I took your our body parts as an example, you take a lung. A lung only finds its significance in the body. You can't put a lung on the table and 
let it function as, as it's supposed to. It can't. It will end up dying on the table. It's got to be inside of a body, connected in the right way, in the right place, with the right connections around it, in order for it to function and benefit the whole body. And it's exactly the same for us as Christians. We need to be placed in the body in order for us to find our worth, to find our purpose, to find our calling, all these things. And so there should really, if you're a part of New Gen City Church, and I know there are people connecting from other churches today, that's fine. Whatever church you're a part of, there should be a sense in your spirit, God has connected me, God has added me in to this local church, and this is where I find expression as a Christian. This is where I can outwork my faith, in a body, not separate, but in a body. And if you haven't got that sense, if you haven't got that conviction inside of you, I'm praying that during this message, God is going to speak to you, show you the importance of being connected to a local church, and that you're going to make a decision to allow God to add you in, to knit you in. So let's, let's go to Romans chapter 12, and we're going to read from verses 1 to 5. Romans 12, verse 1 to 5. It says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. That's the renewing of our minds. Then, and only then, will you learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourself by the faith that God has given us. Now we come to today's message. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. So you can see those steps there. Present yourself as a living sacrifice, let God renew your mind, and then let God place you in the body of Christ. We have to allow God to join us into a body. To be joined to other parts. That is to be joined in relationship with other people in the body of Christ. This, this joining process involves a commitment uh, that enables us to work together as a body and not as isolated individuals. This is part of the plan of God. God wants us to work together as a body. Maybe we do different functions, but we work together, not as isolated individuals. So let me give you an example like this. We love doing puzzles as a family, and often we have a puzzle on our, on our dining room table. And when you do a puzzle, what you do is you look at the box, you look at the picture, and then you search for that individual piece that you're looking for. When you find it, you place it exactly where it's supposed to be in the puzzle. That's how God places us in the body of Christ. It's not just a case of, well, let's just try a few options and see where we fit. 
Nope, not here, not here, not here, not here. That's not how God works. God actually takes us and he puts us exactly where he wants us to be. It's like the way we do a puzzle. And when you put that piece in, it's connected to the pieces around it. It's not an isolation. It's connected to other pieces. And that's where that piece finds its significance. If we don't allow God to connect us, we could try for our entire lives to find out where we fit. We could try various places in the church. We could even try other churches. And unfortunately, many Christians end up like this, where they go from one church to the next church to the next church because they are trying to fit themselves into the body of Christ. And Scripture says, you can't do it. God has to fit you in. When our minds are renewed and we have a, a clear and a true understanding of ourselves, only then can we understand, okay, this is why God has put me here. It's like when you look at that puzzle piece, you can see according to the shape and according to the colors on that piece, you know exactly why that piece goes over there because it fits in with the picture. It connects correctly with the pieces around it. But when you don't have a renewed mind, it's like that puzzle piece is all fuzzy. You can't work out the shape. You can't see the colors. And so no matter what, you will never be able to find where that piece actually fits in. And But when we allow God to renew our mind, we humble ourselves and then we allow God to connect us. And when he connects us, he connects us in right relationship with other people in the church. That's the key thing. It's not just about coming to a meeting. It's not just about, okay, I've joined a home group, tick. I come on a Sunday, tick. It's about being correctly connected relationally in a local church so that people have relationship with you people can hold you accountable and through those relationships when you do your part when you serve God you are benefiting other people in the church as well so let's turn to 1 Corinthians and chapter 12 and we're going to read from verse 12 to 18 so if you have your Bibles just turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 12 The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that doesn't make it any less part of a body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would it hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts and God has put each part just where he wants it. That's the key thing. And so there are three things that I, I want to show you that, that it's God's will for us from this passage of Scripture. Number one is where we fit in the body of Christ is up to God. It's not up to us. We don't get to choose. We don't get to put our hand up and say, well, I think I should be part of 
the music team. It's up to God to put you in that place. Or I think I should be a part of this church. It's up to God to put you in a local church. This, this scripture that we've just read says, we are baptized into one body by one spirit. Which, the word baptized means immersed. We are immersed into the body of Christ by who? By God. God immerses us. He puts us in to the body of Christ. It's God who's actually doing the puzzle. It's not up to us to decide where we think we best fit. It's up to God. And in fact, it's something that God has already decided. Before the foundations of the earth were laid, He decided where you should fit and what good works you should do. This is why we need our minds renewed. This is why, as a, as a young believer, I only thought God's will was good, but I thought I had many different options. And it was only as I came to God and started surrendering my lofty ideas and my, you know, my things that I thought was right, it's only as I surrendered them before God that I actually learned that God's ways are actually not just good, they are pleasing and actually they are perfect. And so that's why we've got to come to God lay down our own agenda, look at what the Word says, and say, okay, if, if I disagree with that, the person that's got to change is me, because God never changes, and His Word is perfect. If we change something that's perfect, it becomes imperfect. And so we're the ones that have got to change. So we need to come before God, humble ourselves, and say, okay, God, your word says this, I want to walk in your will, so I'm laying myself down as a living sacrifice. I'm going to let you fit me in to the body of Christ. God wants to reveal his will to us. But while we're thinking, I want, I think, I feel, he can't let his will be done in our lives. We've got to surrender the I want, the I think, and the I feel to saying, it's not what I want, it's what you want. It's not what I think, it's what do you think about this. And it's not what I feel about it, it's how do you feel about this thing, Lord. When we surrender that, then we're going to allow God to place us in the body of Christ. It takes a humility of spirit to allow God to place us where He wants. It takes us surrendering our plans and our desires and saying, God, I trust you. I'm believing that you know what you're doing and that what you want to do for my life is the very best thing that could ever happen to me. In fact, it's absolutely perfect. When you get to that place of trust, you'll, you'll allow God to put you wherever he wants. I'll go where you send me. I'll do what you ask me. I'll say what you want me to say. Not, oh God, I'll go anywhere, but just not there. I'll go anywhere, Lord. I'll say anything you want me to say, and I will do whatever you want me to do. When we get to that place, we're going to realize, actually, God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect. So that's the first thing. Where we fit in the body of Christ is up to the Lord. The second thing is, as we're placed in the body, our lives merge into a larger entity. So, we actually become a part of something much bigger than just our own lives. It's, 
we live in such an individual society at the at uh, in at present. We we live for ourselves. We kind of everything we do is all about ourselves. But when we join the body of Christ, we become a part of a much larger entity, and suddenly it's about what we do collectively that's important. When one part suffers, the whole part, the whole body suffers. When one part rejoices, the whole body rejoices. So we've become a part of a much larger group of people, a much larger entity when we're placed in the body of Christ. And that's such a wonderful privilege. It really is. But I want to say this, is that when we're placed into the body of Christ, we don't lose our unique identity. So think back to the example of the puzzle. When you place a puzzle piece in the, uh, in the puzzle, it doesn't lose its individual identity. The colors don't change. The shape doesn't change. It stays the same shape. It keeps the same colors, but now it makes sense in the larger context. So as it does its part, it adds to the overall picture. You can think of a puzzle like that. And it's the same thing for us. When we get placed into the body of Christ, we don't just become a number. We don't lose our individual identity of who we are. We keep our individual identity. We're not like a drop getting dropped into the ocean that just kind of dissolves and becomes a part of the ocean. We keep our individual identity. And this is what Paul is talking about when he's talking about you are all a different part of the body and you need to do what God has called you to do. If you're a lung, you need to function as a lung. If you're a kidney, you need to function as a kidney. If you're a hand, you need to function as a hand. Imagine the hand saying, well, you know, now that I'm a part of the body of Christ, I don't want to be the hand, I want to be a lung. And so the hand tries to be the breathing uh, apparatus for the body. It won't work. We've got to do what God has called us to do. We've got to keep our unique identity, but understand we're now a part of a larger body. Then the third thing is that together and only together as a body are we able to fully represent Christ to the world around us. I know that some of you might disagree with this. You might think, well, as an individual, I can shine for Jesus and I can represent Jesus. Well, actually, you can't. It's only as the body of Christ that we're able to fully represent him to the world around us. That's why God has given different gifts. None of us have all the gifts. None of us are, are even the gifts that Christ gave to the church. You know, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, you know, evangelists. None of us are all five of those gifts. And none of us have all the gifts of the Spirit. None of us have all the natural gifts. So leadership, hospitality, generosity, all that kind of thing. We have different gift mixtures in, in us individually, but it's together as the body of Christ that there's a fullness, there's a full expression of all the gifts that God has given. God's plan is for churches to represent Christ to their communities. That's why we have church. That's why when you get saved, God adds you into a local church so that we can represent Christ to the community around us. This is what they did in the book of Acts, and it's what we continue to do today. When we reach, when we reach somebody with the message of the gospel, 
God's will is that they are added in to a local church. And you read that right throughout the book of Acts. You'll read that when they got saved, they were added to their number. On the day of Pentecost, 3,000 people were saved. And it says they were added, they were baptized and added to their number. <coughs> Excuse me, let me take a quick drink here. While, we, while I'm having this, let's turn to Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel 37 is a prophetic picture of God's people at the close of this age. And it really is finding fulfillment in the times that we're living in. Ezekiel saw God's people as, as dry, scattered bones all over this valley. There were just bones scattered everywhere. They weren't connected properly. They were all individually lying there, just scattered all over the place. But as Ezekiel prophesied, the Spirit of God moved and joined all these bones correctly together so that they formed skeletons. And then he prophesied to the wind and flesh came upon these bones and they were a mighty army. <coughs> so let's read it together. Ezekiel chapter 37 and we'll read from verse 1 to 7. The Lord took a hold of me and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. And then he said, and then he said to me, Speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, Dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly, as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. So these bones came together and correctly connected to each other in the right place so that they were complete skeletons. It wasn't just like a clump of bones coming together and it kind of was like a mess. They were correctly connected. So, so arms were connected into shoulder blades. Shoulder blades were connected Oh, you know, in the correct place, the spines were in the correct place, the skulls were on top. It was all correctly connected together. And that's what God wants to do in every local church. He wants every individual member correctly connected in the right place, in proper relationship with each other. I believe that in some ways, there are many believers that are like these scattered bones. And unfortunately, I've, I've heard this said often, the largest church in any city is the unchurched believers. And that to me is a picture of just bones scattered all over the place. And those bones will never find their true calling and their true fulfillment in the life of Christ being scattered. They need to be 
brought into a local church and correctly connected to other bones, to other people. <laughs> Let's consider our arm for a minute. Now, I didn't study biology, so you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, from what I've seen, your arm has three primary bones. It's got a bone between your shoulder and your elbow, which is called the humerus, and there's two other bones that run along from your elbow to your wrist. That's the ulna and the radius. Now, the radius is the bone on top. So let's, let's just take that one bone, for instance. Imagine that you are that individual bone, the radius, but you're lying there on the floor. Now, you can't function as an arm unless you are con correctly connected to both the other two bones, the ulna and the humerus. If you're not correct, correctly connected through relationship with those other two bones, you cannot function as the arm. You will just be a bone. You might be perfectly formed. You might be exactly the right shape. You might have no cracks, nothing wrong with you at all, but you can't function as part of the arm, as part of the body of Christ, just lying there, scattered, not joined into the body of Christ. And that's like us as believers. And, and what happens is, is that all we can do is we can make a lot of noise just rattling around. And so if we're not correctly connected through relationship with other believers, we can even attend meetings, but all we will be doing is just rattling around in those meetings, making a lot of noise, but we're not actually functioning. We're not actually helping the rest of the body of Christ to do what God has called them to do. If you had to take out that bone, if I had to take out that bone, my whole arm wouldn't function. My hand wouldn't be able to function properly without that bone. I probably couldn't do something like this or twist, twist my hand. If I just had the one bone there, if that other bone was missing, it actually affects many other parts in the body. And that's exactly what it's like in the body of Christ. When we are disconnected, when we're not correctly connected in right relationships with other believers, we, we cause the rest of the body of Christ not to be able to function. And so I want to say to you that every single one of us has a vital, vital role to play in our local churches. We've been covering the gifts of the Spirit. And, and what I was thinking of the other day is that sometimes we, we, we structure our churches and we try to get people into positions where they have a natural skill. So let's say we've got some people who are bookkeepers in the church, and we go, okay, we need a bookkeeper. But the reality is we only need one bookkeeper. So if we've got five bookkeepers in the church, what do the other bookkeepers do? Well, that's where the gifts of the Spirit come in. Every single believer can be used by the Holy Spirit in a supernatural way so that you can contribute. The church might only need one bookkeeper. So if you are the second bookkeeper, that doesn't mean you don't need to be a part of the body. 
It means that you can be used in a different way, in a supernatural way. You can, you could bring a word of encouragement. You could bring a prophetic word, a word of knowledge. You could pray for a sick person, see them healed. You could interpret a tongue. You could bring a prophetic word. You could see a miracle take place because these gifts are available as the Holy Spirit distributes them. And so all of us have a part to play, but it's important that we are correctly connected relationally to each other. And you'll notice that this bone over here is not connected to any part of my leg. It's not connected to my ribs. It's not connected to my skull. And so we need to, we need to have an understanding that when God connects us into a local church, you're not going to have a friendship with every single person in the church, but you need to have some kind of relational connection with at least a few people. Let God connect you in, in relationship, in a healthy, living, breathing relationship where you can rub off on each other, where you can grow, where you can encourage each other in the Lord. That's what God wants. Not everybody is going to have a friendship with with the eldership, for instance. And I know in some churches it's a problem because everybody wants time with the pastor. Well, that's impossible as we grow. You know, it might be possible when you're a small group, but as the church grows, we've got to allow God to connect us in relationship with different people in the church. But ultimately understand we're all one body, we're all going in the same direction. So there's a unity of vision but your relationship connections are maybe with other people in the church. But, this, but I want to just, I can't stress this enough. It's not just about attending a meeting. That's not relationship. Just being here on YouTube even is, it's good, but it's not relationship. We need to be spending time with each other in the church. And so I want to encourage you, if you, this is why we have small groups. This is why we, when we can, we will get back together on a Sunday. This is why we have different social functions as a church, so that you can actually build relationship connections with other people in the church, because that's very, very important. And if you are new to the church, can I just suggest to you, one of the best ways of building friendships and building relationships is just to get involved and attend a small group because there you have a smaller group of people. It's easy to come in, introduce yourself to them. There are about 10, 15 people that you can get to know. And over the weeks, you can build a friendship with them and you can start contributing into their lives and seeing them grow and seeing them develop in the Lord. In, in fact, in Ephesians 4, Verse 15 and 16, I'll end with this verse. It says this, Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way, more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. And listen to this, As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So notice that as you do your special work, you're actually helping other people grow in the church. But that can only happen if you can correctly connected into the life of a local church. Allow God to connect you into this church. Ask yourself, are you joined in? 
Are you connected correctly or are you just attending meetings? Are there people who know what's going on in your life? Do you have friendship with people in the church? Is there some kind of a relationship connection? Are there people that can speak into your life? Are there people that you can speak into their life? Because that's all important as part of the body of Christ. When you, when you come to a meeting, are you coming to just sit and spectate or are you coming to give? For instance, did you get up this morning and pray for this meeting? Or are you just going, well, let's see what Russ is going to preach. You see, when we connected into the body, we, we are interested in the health of the whole body. We're a part of this. If this, if this uh, live stream fails, we should be, there should be a grieving in our heart. There should be like, oh, we've all suffered because this live stream didn't work. But when it does work, and when I do preach a message that is anointed by the Holy Spirit, we should all be rejoicing. And you can play a part by not just seeing, coming and spectating, but actually being a part of the body, contributing in prayer, in support, in encouragement, in application of, what, of what's been preached. That's how we are all a part of the body. When you consider the different parts of your body, you'll find that they all play a part. When your blood circulates, it circulates through many different organs. And those different organs perform different functions to the blood. So one of them will clean the blood, one of them adds oxygen, one of them pumps the blood around. They all play their part and it helps the whole body function correctly. That's what God wants for your life. You might look down upon yourself and you might say, well, I'm, I'm not really that important. If I'm not, at a, if I'm not part of this church, no one will miss me. Well, I want to tell you that is a lie from the devil. That is an absolute lie. Don't believe that. doesn't matter who you are. You are an important part of this local church. And when you function, when you serve God, you cause the rest of us to grow and to mature. So I really want to encourage you. Get involved. Let God plug you in. Let Him place you exactly where He's called you to be. And, and I pray that you will discover that it's not just a good idea, it's pleasing and it's perfect. So I want to end this morning just with some prayer. I want to pray a prayer. First of all, maybe you are, are not a believer. Maybe you're listening to this this morning and you don't actually have a relationship with the Lord Jesus. He's not your Lord and Savior. Well, I want to pray a prayer. You can pray this after me. You can surrender your life and you can say, Lord Jesus, Today is the day I want to surrender to you and I want you to be my Lord and Savior. And then I also want to pray for anyone that does feel like you, you're not really connected into a local church. Well, I want to pray that God connects you into this local church, that you can start to build friendships with people, you can start to function and grow and mature as a Christian side by side with the rest of us. So let's pray.